So, I mean, it's clear. It's not hard to tell, bro, what's really going on. Hemisphere says, Q, according to Mickey, they got people already in place to take Kai and Ursa Spacha. They go to see this and that shouldn't even be the case. I, I cut the interview off after that. Because that should not be the case. You are raising talented people. They shouldn't have to go to other places to express their abilities. There should be room for them in this organization. Mickey Loomis doesn't need two jobs. He doesn't need them. He's not doing a manager's job well anyway. He's not doing anything. He don't evaluate during the season. He said that because his emotions is in too much into it. He said that. What kind of stupid idiot says something like that? They can't do their job because they're too emotional for the whole year. So, I mean, I cut the interview off after that because Lucia should have got down and said, you know what, Dennis, listen, I mean, uh, Mickey, this is what we're going to do. You're going to remain as the VP, but we're going to bring somebody in to be the general manager, okay? All right, we're gonna, you, you, whatever VP jobs, you can keep doing it. The general manager jobs, we're going to bring Kai in. He's an assistant general manager. We promoted him last year. I think he did a really good job. He knows about the cap management. Uh, we need a more hands-on general manager, somebody that can be more interactive with the coach and the players, not somebody that's going to sit his ass in the room eating clam child and orange juice or whatever he's doing up in there. We don't need that. So, I mean, I, that's when I cut it off. Yeah, he says, all right. Yeah, I, I remember him saying, I cut it off. I did not like that, man, because that means that you're going to still have dumb decisions by this dinosaur over the next 10 years. And he's deciding when he goes, that should not be the case. See, that's that proves that he's comfortable and he's a fat cat. That's why Dennis Lucia need to say, you know what? You're not, we, you talk, and Mickey Loomis talk about making it uncomfortable for other people. He never used the comfort word. We were, I was saying that all damn season long that let you know them people listening. We kept saying it the whole city, they too comfortable, too comfortable. And all of a sudden he got it in his vocabulary now that they too comfortable. And he was referencing saying that they're too comfortable. No, he, we can't. We got to make it uncomfortable. We need, that's right. We need to make it uncomfortable. And we start with Mickey Loomis. We need to under, make them understand that he does not need the general manager position. Keep the VP, get the general manager job up and let him know that his ass is on the line too. If he has bad decision-making and that he can be replaced too. You get what I'm saying? They all need to have that fear that makes them do their job. He's too comfortable, too complacent. How dare he talk about being uncomfortable and making it uncomfortable for everybody else when he's the main problem. He's the one that's too comfortable. He's the problem. Yeah. So that to me, that was ridiculous, man. Mickey said, uh, Pelican's Nola says, Loomis says he never takes, he never talk takes about Kyrie. And yeah, I remember saying that, man, and that's a shame. And that's what I was saying. He's the problem. And I, and I was telling people at the time, you got Dennis Allen because of Mickey Loomis. You got Dennis Allen in year two because of Mickey Loomis. You got all these crazy decision makings, all the stuff behind Gruden because of Mickey Lomas, because he fosters all of this garbage and this trash. Nobody in the NFL wants nothing to do with John Gruden. They don't want to touch John Gruden. He's radioactive. Even college teams don't want John Gruden there. He wants to coach in the NFL. Nobody wants John Gruden. The Saints want him because Derek Carr wants him, so they entertain it. If he, what, what, what guy with a brain would want Den, with him suing the league? You just shut that down right away, but not them. Rock says, I may be a Panther fan. I support you. <laughs> Shout out to you, Rock. Thank you, bro. Rock is the coolest Carolina Panther family member we got, man. He always represent. Looking forward to the end of the season roundtable, but good luck, big game, James, and the Bucks. Yeah, indeed, bro. Shout out to big game. Everybody picked Brother James' team to finish 
I think it was last. And he got the last laugh. So credit to Brother James, man. And that should be something that's coming up pretty soon, bro. We'll see. All right. Yeah, I know tired eyes saying Belichick. Yeah, it, either either Belichick or, or John Gruden, regardless of not, bro. Credit to the Atlanta Falcons, man. Because the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers and even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're doing what it takes to win. They got a bad coach out after uh, stinking it up, and then they bring in a, a respected coach with a long history of winning into it. The the game's one of the game's greatest head coach in the history of the NFL. They're interviewing him. Jim Harbaugh, who's special in his own right. They're looking at legend coaches that they're interviewing multiple times and what the Saints doing, sitting with Dennis Allen. That is not a good thing for the Saints. It's a good thing for us, to be honest with you, because it'll help Hassan uh, getting Dennis Allen out of here. And we'll see what happens when he's sitting up here comparing Bill Belichick and Dennis Allen together when they got to go head to get, head to head in a hated rival situation over the next couple of years. I love to see how that plays. But in the end, yeah, this is the joke. This is a joke. This man, this man is mentally unstable. That's why he needs to be taken off that job. He really does. All right. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that too, uh, Seriana. Yeah, that was that that was the man just won a Super Bowl last year. He wasn't going nowhere, bro, unless he did something really awful. All right, so big ups to y'all. All right, any more questions, fam, before I get ready to get up out of here, man? I see a bunch of good statements. Jay Bello says Mickey doesn't need any job. <laughs> well, listen, he's such a nice man. That's what Gail says about Mickey Loma. So I think his VP job would be safe. Now, outside of the, the general manager job, he needs to be, that needs to be stripped of him, for real. We need that. And then what that'll do is that'll give Kai Hartley, the general manager, that'll create another assistant position, the assistant general manager, and we can have some fresh people. And what that do is that'll give Kai an opportunity to find his own head coach. And he can find a Brian Flores. He can find a, an established uh, head coach or somebody else that can come in here with a winning record and make something shake. You know, you know, like I said, I'm not mad at whatever. Atlanta's doing what they're supposed to do. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They got rid of a bad, dumb coach, and they bring in a coach with a winning, uh, winning heritage. And really, they're just a quarterback away from really doing some positive stuff. They got a lot of talent over there. The quarterback position is something they need to get together, and they rumored. If they get a Bill Belichick, there's rumors out there. Kirk Cousins coming in. Kirk Cousins cooks the Saints. That'll be a bad mission right there. They can draft somebody. They got high enough position where they can get a Jaden Daniels or somebody like that. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely there. All right, Roxy, if the Falcons get hard by Belichick, we're in trouble in the NFC South. Man, it could end up where, you know, a lot of stuff can go on because I don't exactly know what Carolina is, is got going. They're looking at some people, too. They're looking at the guy from Detroit who's still playing right now. They want him to be there. That guy's going to be a good player. I mean, a good coach for the Carolina Panthers. But let me tell you, the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons will very, be very competitive. And Tampa Bay are competitive. Now, a lot of people thought they'll fall off from by, by Brady. But these teams, this is a playoff team. They're going to build on top of that. So these the NFC South will look a lot different next year. And the Saints could very well be bottom feeders in this division because they are they they are falling apart you know we don't have you don't it's something when you don't have a, a respected leader on top of the team bro for real all right yeah oh yeah absolutely all right Chantel says Q Panthers gonna get uh Jaden Daniels and the badass coach they'll smoke the Saints with DA and broke down car yeah I, I I remember that that uh that um y'all remember that that night that awful nightmare I was telling y'all about 
happening in the NFC South. And I said that well before any of this happened. That's how crazy this is. Y'all just remember what I said. When I said family, I just had this vision. And it was, I called it a nightmare vision. I said, Jaden Daniels is going to go here. And I said, Bill Belichick did it. And that was before any of that was even announced in terms of what Belichick was going to do with New England, you know, and all this other stuff. And I was like, man, out of all the jobs that's open, this was going to, you know, and I had that and it just hit me. And then I just like, just kicked it. I was like, man, this, this is ridiculous. I don't want to see this. And it was what it was. You know, it could, it, it, it's, we'll see. Yeah, he says Atlanta, Jaden Dans is a, uh, a that Jayden, Atlanta, Jaden Dans away from being a playoff team. They can get, depending on where he falls at, because we know they're looking at Williams uh, out of uh, USC. He'll be the top quarterback. There is also rumors, and I don't know how true it is, because you got to get the coach before you get anybody else. But the Bears are rumored to be putting Justin Fields on the trade block, which is not really a big surprise there, because he was on the trade block last year before they pulled him down. And went with him an additional year. So they got a new regime coming in there, a new offensive coordinator coming there. Cliff Kingsbury is supposed to be a guy that's in, interested in. He's the current USC offensive coordinator or offensive coach, I forget, at USC, which is where Williams is. So if you get him, if they hire him for the Bears, that's basically telling you what they're going to do. <laughs> with the, the Bears will be a fool. Now, I, does, I do like Justin Fields, I like him a lot. But Williams is uh, a better prospect, in my opinion, than he is. And with new people coming in there, they're going to want their own quarterback. So where does that put Fields at? That means that ultimately Fields more than likely will get traded to a team who needs a quarterback. Imagine if that's one of. Imagine if that's the Atlanta Falcons that they say we'll take Fields and then end up with Belichick or Harbaugh. Could you imagine what that what that'll do to you? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice and uh, good for the who that nation? Maybe not for the Saints, but for the Who That Nation, that would be really good because that would expedite the process of getting Dennis Allen out of here. See, the NFC South will be a lot more competitive next year than what we've seen this past year. And despite them saying that the Saints will have another soft schedule this upcoming year, you know, I, I really see, I don't really see you having a softer schedule than what you had last year. Very agreeable schedule this past season. And the Saints couldn't do nothing with it in terms of turning it into a playoff, because nine and eight is a loss. That's not a win for a team that's supposed to be in the playoffs. With a two-year, a two- to three-year window, you're supposed to be in the playoffs competing for championships, and nine and eight ain't cutting it. You know, so anyway, IB Bull says, uh, y'all welcome getting off the Smith out of here. <laughs> All right, Archangelo, uh, uh, Ange, uh, Ange, I don't know how to say that, bro, but Arc says, we was happy y'all beat us badly to get off the go. Hey, I was happy we beat y'all too, bro, to be honest with you, because we couldn't have y'all to sweep us. So we did what we were supposed to do. And whether, um, and Arthur Smith was going to get fired one way or the other, brother. You know that, you know, Arthur Smith, even if he had swept the Saints uh, this year and lost, I think more than likely they would have ended up firing Arthur Smith anyway. And even if the Saints had got swept by Atlanta, the Saints would have kept Dennis Allen. Like I've said, if they've lost three games in a row by the end of the season, they would have stayed. Dominic Mickelomas is so entitled and so arrogant, he would have sat up there and made excuses to keep Dennis Allen. You know, it's just it's just what it is. All right, Cameron, what's up, fam? Says we're going to win a Super Bowl in our house next season. <laughs> I hope you're right, bro. I hope I hope you're right, man. I, I would love to see a Super Bowl. T Dirty, what's up, T Dirty? How you doing, sir? Appreciate shout out to you, bro. How you doing, brother Wallace? How you doing, sir? He says, what's going on with your cue? I'm just talking a little football, my brother. 
Uh, shout out to you, man. How y'all doing out there in uh, Atlanta land, brother Wallace? All right. Um, yeah, Atlanta's feeling pretty good about themselves. They should, man. You get rid of a garbage coach sitting on top of the team, suffocating them. Uh, Carolina got rid of their coach early on, and they're serious about winning. You need a leader at that position. They're serious about it. They got all the talent in the world. A bad leader, that's what it make it looks like. Make it look like. Boy, I promise, and I tell y'all, man, if you took, look what Houston did. Houston, even though they got beat, Houston was a rookie quarterback. Two early first-round draft picks that they put together, made a move. A guy never coached at that level before is now a coach of the team. He takes that young team with C.J. Strode and all those other guys, and he turns them into a playoff team, a 10-plus win team in his first year. He got them all believing because he's a leader. He's an attention-to-detail guy. People respect D'Amico Ryans. They respect him. That's what a leader do for your team. They can make you overachieve, and that's what the Houston Texans did. They overachieved this year, you know, and they did a really good job. And that's what happens when you have a leader at the most crucial position of your football team. The guy is a leader. He's a winner, and he made them believe in him. And when they believe in him, they went to the stars. He got them into the playoffs into the second round. Now, they, you know, they, gonna, they got it handed to him today by Baltimore, but that's not the point. The point is they got the experience in their first year of going there. Could you imagine what they're looking like next year? You see, that's what a leader do for your team at that position, not a backstabby little twerk or who a jerk who's doing all this weird stuff, backstabbing the team and just, just a weasel. That's not going to happen. You're not going to win a championship with a weasel as your head coach. He doesn't, he, it's just, he exemplifies all the wrong things. You can't backstab your people. You can't lie to them. You can't be unaccountable with people. You can't protect the quarterback and then throw everybody else under the bus and expect to go to the Super Bowl with cracks and fractures in your teams. Only the best team, team, team makes it that far. The best team, not collection of players, you know, whatever. The best team, they all bought in. They make it the farthest. The best team gets that far. Not some, and that's that's why I was saying with Dennis Allen's nature and what he is and how the team is fracked and cracked and fractured. Most of those guys don't believe in him. Most of those guys don't like him. And it happens in professional sports. You'll get a coach that you don't like, that you don't believe in, who's not a guy that done anything. He's a guy, you know, to treat them one of the most popular people on your team's funny. You know, stuff like that. He doesn't have ingratiate yourself to the team. It's just all wrong. All kind of ways wrong. All kind of ways wrong. And you ain't going to get that far. And I'm not being negative. I'm telling you stuff that's real. You think that guy on the screen going to beat Bill Belichick or beat a Jim Harbaugh or beat a Pete Carroll on any of these guys <laughs> when it come down to it? A LaFleur from Green Bay who mopped them up? You know, it's not going to happen. Because right when the team is supposed to win the games, they're supposed to win, they lose focus and they lose. Like the Green Bay game, how you explain that collapse? The game against Minnesota where they didn't even have a starting quarterback, a wide receiver. Still, still lost that. Got came off the bye, lost to the Falcons. So, I mean, in the end, that's what I'm saying. This, was, this will continue to happen because he don't know how to keep the team wrapped together. He don't know how to do it. And he, he's, not, he's not trying to learn how to do it either. Some of these things that I'll be telling you about, he's not going to go to motivational uh, some uh, tutor role or go to some place where he can learn how to be a better motivator. 
He's not going to go to leadership school where they could teach him how to be a better leader or how to motivate guys, how to communicate better. He's not going to do that. He's not going to commit himself to becoming a better head coach. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do it. So you'll be seeing the same dude the next year with a a perceived better team, and you're going to get the same result. It's not about what's on the field. It's about how you manage what's on the field. And this guy doesn't manage the team very well. He doesn't. It's not hate, it's truth. It's just what it is. The results are clear. That if until he learns how to be a better motivator, a better communicator, a better person that's accountable to in making his quarterback accountable, criticizing his quarterback when he throws pick sixes. I talk to him, that's on him. He don't have no business throwing no pick six. He need to stop staring out, you know, put him out there. I don't care if he get mad, it's the truth. You can't coddle these guys and he got a soft. Uh, if he got a soft skin, that he don't need to be the quarterback if he can't handle the stuff that he's doing out there. That needs to be a thing. You don't coddle these guys. You don't coddle his wide receivers, but he'll coddle to piss out that quarterback. He'll protect them up and down and see that people don't like that, man. You think he'll learn to do that better? He won't learn to do that better. He's going to keep doing what he's been doing year after year. He don't even recognize that he's missing this stuff. And the cold-blooded the cold-blooded part about it is not that Dennis Allen doesn't realize that it's Mickey Loomis doesn't see it. He thinks he's a great coach lacking all that stuff. I just said, the dude is, is insane, which means that's why he needs to go too. Cause you're supposed to be a general manager. You're supposed to see that kind of stuff. Even me talking about, it, I know what it takes to be a good coach. I've seen it. I see who great coaches is. I see what they have. And this guy don't have what they have. That's why we have losses. <laughs> That's why we have failure. That's why we have three straight years of nine playoff football because he doesn't have those things. He don't even realize he doesn't have them. Don't care to want to know and don't care to want to fix them. And then Mickey Loomis sits up there and calls him great and compares him to Tom Landry because Mickey Loomis is crazy and back ass and out of his mind and comfortable and a fat cat. So, I mean, in the end, I calls it as I sees it, baby. You know, they don't like it, but do something about it. Do something about it. All right, anyway, uh, shout out to the fam, man. Listen, man, we, like I said, this is not going to be a, these upcoming weeks and days getting into the next season that's coming, family. Listen, don't y'all dare. Don't y'all dare look down and say, oh, these are dark times in the Who That Nation. No, they ain't. (laughs) Bad English and all. No, they ain't. This is not dark days for the saints because in every life, some rain must fall. Before the harvest, baby, let me tell you something. I ain't, I ain't let Reverend Saint talk to y'all in a while, baby. But I think a lot of people out there, they want, they need a sermon from Reverend Saint soon, baby. He gonna come and talk to all y'all. But in every life, rain must fall, baby. In every life, some rain must fall, baby. But that's how you reap the harvest. Baby, let me tell you something. See, I got to talk to y'all tonight. But I, I ain't got a lot. I ain't got long to talk to y'all tonight, baby. But let me tell you something. In every life. Rain must fall, baby. Baby, did you hear that? Did you get that? In every life, some rain must fall, baby. Let me tell you something, baby. Baby, at the end of the day, baby, I'm telling you what I'm telling you, baby. Baby, it's truth talk now, baby. In all life, some rain must fall, baby. Baby, that's how you get the harvest, baby. How you gonna get the harvest if it ain't got the rain and came and drenched the ground, baby, and Provide nourishment for the soul, baby. How you gonna get the food about the ground, baby? Baby, let me talk to you. 
So listen, baby, baby, don't you dare, baby. Don't you get down on yourself, baby. Baby, we gonna be all right. All right, thank you, Reverend Saint. Reverend Saint had to talk to the family members right quick. Appreciate you, Rev. All right, that felt pretty good. Old Reverend Saint came by for a quick word. We ain't heard it from him in a couple of whiles, man. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, so anyway, man, let me get on up out of here, man. Listen, I appreciate y'all for showing in, man. Y'all feel free to hit the like button, man. Y'all hit the subscribe button, man. <laughs> yeah, I know Jerry said we needed to hear that one. OG, OG wanted to hear from that one. All right. Yeah, 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 Chantel, I got you. Say, don't forget, Big Q, no negative noise. That's Mickey's face. We got a bunch of Mickey's, man. Bunch of, a, a, a bunch of Mickey's uh, throughout the year. I'm going to have to put a collage together of all the stupid things that Mickey Loomis said. That, I'm a, <laughs> we'll put a collage together. For all the stupid things Mickey said during the 2023-24 season. How about that? I'm going to have to work on that. I'm going to have that ready for y'all sometime next week. A collage of all the dumb things that Mickey Loma said. Man, that that should fill up a stream, right? All right, so anyway, with that being said, man, I'm going to get on up out of here. Listen, I appreciate all y'all for listening to me tonight, man. Y'all hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. By all means, feel free to share the show on your social media feed. We up in this thing, man. Listen, don't get down, man. Keep your heads up, bro. It's we gonna get great. It's gonna get greater later, man. We gotta go through a little something. Let's stay on code. Who that family? Who that nation? Let's stay on code. Let's not support the Saints. Let you. We can watch the games. You know we can tailgate, do that, but let's not give them our money. Let's not put good money after bad product on the field. They being disrespectful, making Lomas and saying disrespectful stuff. Let's show them that we hear you, and that none of that what you're doing and saying will be tolerated. Let's get on code right here. Let's make a pact together to not support them. Let's make a pact to not give these people their, our money while we voice our frustrations and tell them why we're not giving them our money. This is how we turn it around. This is how we can impact our organizations. This is how we use economic boycotts as a collective because they don't think you can get on code as a collective. They think they can cause all this gender stuff and all of this uh, man versus woman and woman versus woman and all this craziness and then throw people together and all this other craziness is going on. They think they can keep you divided and that we can't come together. Let's teach them something, family. Let's have this little example here. Let's keep this little example right here. Let's show them that regardless of what you say or do. We're going to come on. We're going to get on code with each other. And it don't matter what walk of life we come from or what race we are, what this is, that is. We don't care about that. All of my who that diehards out there in the entire world, the great Saint Thank Tank, let's ride together and show the NFL world how it's done. Let's show them how we change up leadership and get it right. Let's show them our power. Let us be the example by which everybody else walk by. Let us stick together and not support these people. I'm calling upon an economic boycott on the New Orleans Saints organizations, not buying a merch, not going to the games. And then literally, in, you know, telling them, calling up there to the organization and telling them why you're not buying your, your season tickets, why you're not buying merch. Tell them, email them and let them know your frustrations how this team is, how Mickey Loomis is behaving, how he needs to be replaced as the general manager, how you feel about it and why you're not supporting them. Let's all work together. Share this video, clip this, do whatever you got to do. Let's get this word out, man. That's what we need to do. All right. So anyway, with that being said, man, I'm going to get on up out of here, man. I appreciate y'all so kindly, man. I'm going to holler at y'all on the next one. Much love and who that to you. Yeah. 
missing, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.